Hello again. <laughs> Y'all ready for the word or what? Yeah. This may or may not be the last message from wait. We'll see what happens, you know. Um, but we're getting there. It's either this one or the next one. And I'm excited. Uh, I've really seen some fruit. Um, even from people who, who weren't in the church, didn't even know God, but were in seasons of waiting. And they show up to our church. And it's, a, it's like a God being so real to them thing. It's just like, oh, this is speaking directly to me. And them giving their lives to the Lord. How killer is that, you guys? And then on top of that, yeah, come on, man. This, we're talking eternity. We can give God a round of applause for that. Good night. You know, and... I've also seen um, people who are frustrated, longtime believers who are normally like out there getting it, and they, and they felt like God has kind of put them on pause, and it's been so encouraging to them to have that validated, to say, okay, sometimes it's good to just s- not tune out, but pause and tune in. Waiting can be active. Do you know that? Did you know that you could be not doing anything externally, nothing impressive to anybody, and it can be the thing that God wants you to do most? To hear him clearly, to experience his presence fully. And so I'm just so grateful for what God has done through this series. Uh, A kind of a core scripture that we've been going to throughout this series is in Psalm 25. And throughout this this morning, um, if you would please just read the bold parts with me. I have different parts kind of emphasized in bold says this, make me know your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. Can we say that one more time? For you I wait all the day. The message this morning is called Eagerly Wait. Can you say eagerly wait? Um, how many know Jesus is coming back? How many of y'all know Jesus is coming back? And and hey, listen, uh, if you know me, um, you know that I'm not about to hit you with some like prediction on when. And also, if you know me, you know that uh, I don't get too deep in the weeds on trying to figure out all of the specifics of pre-trib, post-trib, rapture. I don't know. You know, the first time Jesus came back, uh, well, so when Jesus was born into the earth, everybody was like, no, it cannot be this way. Did you know that? And that was, a, that was a stumbling block for the Pharisees because they had their minds all made up on all of the exact things. Now, hear me clearly. I'm not saying that we don't know anything. I'm just saying we know some things and we don't know everything. And so I would just encourage you to have a humble posture in your heart when it comes to these things. Um, there's always room to grow and learn and Acting like we have it all figured out doesn't do you any good, including me, okay? So I'm growing, I'm learning, just like the rest of y'all. And, and I don't know when he's coming, but I know he's coming. I know he said that, and I know it's going to be real good. <laughs> I know that. And I also know that he's given us instruction on how we wait for him. 
Hello? Some, some of us just want a teaching on what it's going to look like when he comes. I want to know what am I supposed to be doing while I wait? That's what I want to know. Because when he comes back, I want, I want to be like in the flow already. I don't want to have to try to play catch up. I don't have to be like, oh, really? You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I want to be like, yeah, okay, let's go. We've, been, we've already been going. It's going to blow our minds, but we just keep going. We just keep going the direction he points us because we've already been flowing with him. Philippians 3.20. For our citizenship is in heaven. Can y'all say my citizenship is in heaven? This is important. We'll come back to it. But knowing what you are a citizen of keeps you in the right space. Goes on. From which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we wait? Eagerly. eagerly. Not like, well, I guess he's coming at some point. Cool. <laughs> you know, it's like because we don't know the specifics of all this stuff, sometimes we just be like, well, I guess it's going to happen. And I, I'll just be here when it happens. You know, that's not what this is saying. This says eagerly wait for a savior. In 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus, that in everything you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, just as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you, so that you are not lacking in any gift, ready, as you eagerly await the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end. Isn't that good news? Blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. Can y'all say God is faithful? God is faithful. Through whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I just wanted to show you that in two places we are very clearly told, eagerly wait for him. Eagerly wait for him. Don't just... Uh, Mm, uh, are your eyes on the horizon? Are they? Are you, are you looking for Christ? Are you not, and, and, and not just a someday, not just a someday revelation of him, but, but for him to be in all things. You see, I believe that as we follow the Spirit of God who leads us into Christ, amen? amen. Hello, Amen. The Holy Spirit's not going to lead you anywhere other than Jesus, okay? And so if we are already walking in tune on the path that the Holy Spirit has us, then our eyes are already on the horizon. We're in the right posture. And so I would encourage you, be led by the Spirit today. Can you say today? today. Don't just wait for someday. Today, be led by Him, follow Him, and your eyes will be on the horizon. See, some of us have it twisted. We think it's like I have to look over here for the coming of the Lord and here for the coming of his kingdom on earth. I don't believe that. I believe that as we're following him saying, kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, we have our eyes in the right place. They're on him coming. Amen? Amen. So we eagerly wait. I like that it says, as we wait, we are enriched. Isn't that good? I mean, we got gifts gifts to walk this kingdom come on earth stuff. We aren't waiting without the equipment of our Lord. So what does eagerly mean? 
Help me on it. Sometimes it's good to look up words. Yeah? We get so familiar with words that we just like take them for granted. Uh, let's go ahead and pull up the definition for eagerly. It says this, assiduously, which is with great care and perseverance, and patiently wait for, to expect fully, can y'all say fully? fully? To look, wait for. I find that so beautiful, to expect fully, to look and wait for. Any of y'all ever been like at work or something? Um, I used to work at this factory, and it was like 12-hour swing shifts, and it was absolute God moved there. How I many know oh, God can move wherever you work? Yeah. Um, but there was this one part of the job where you would just be sitting, waiting in front of a television that had a clock that counted by the second. By the second. And this is an overnight shift. It's like 3 a.m. I'm not out of here until like 6.30 a.m. And I got to watch a TV counting at me by the second. How many of y'all know when you sit there and you just look at the clock, time moves real slow? Yeah? How many? You might lose the joy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But have y'all ever noticed that when you're like putting your hands to something or you're following God and what he's having you do, time moves a little quicker? Yeah? I believe some of us are frustrated in the waiting for our Lord because they're sitting on their hands. Whew! But some of us are like, oh, God... Why aren't you here yet? Why aren't you asking for kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? Why aren't we walking out what he's shown us to walk out? Why aren't we saying, guys, we're called to deliver the message of reconciliation. That God is not holding people's sins against them and that they have a father that says, come home. We've been given a mission. What is your purpose? There you go. It's going to work it through you in different ways. It's not just the work of an evangelist. Do you know that? God didn't say, hey, just the evangelists do this. Evangelists are gifted to do it in a particular way. But we've all got a mission. Let's get out and give people the message of reconciliation. But I find that <laughs> eagerness for a particular time can suck the enjoyment out of the waiting. You know what I mean? Well, when we get there, we'll enjoy life. Again, we don't wait for heaven. Did you hear me? We don't wait for heaven. We invite heaven here and now. I love it. And here's the, here's the real deal. I mean, again, I'm not here to make predictions on, like, the date Jesus is coming back. But whether he comes back in our lifetime or not, the clock is ticking. You know that? One day you're going to leave this earth. You know that? And I really, 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 really don't want to waste time. If you, got a, if you got a death sentence tomorrow, would it change your perspective on urgency? If you found out you had three months to live, would you maybe live a little different? Why can't we live like that without the bad news? Like, come on, there's an invitation to like rally, to get out here and like actually do what we're called to do. 
But we get so caught up in our citizenship on earth that we forget where we're citizens from. Scripture calls us aliens here. Be careful not to identify with fallen systems of the earth. Be careful. We are citizens of heaven. Can y'all say heaven? heaven? We are ambassadors for Christ. Can you say Christ? Christ? And we want his kingdom to come and invade every other kingdom. I'm not anti-kingdoms. Don't hear me. I know some people think I hate America. I love America. Stop it. Shut your mouth. I love America. You know why? Because there's human beings here that God loves. And I love the ways that God does it. Listen, if there's any way that we worship God through our country, amen for it. Amen for it. And I'm grateful for it. But I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm a citizen of heaven, y'all. I ain't defending the earth. I'm preaching the kingdom. And that's what we want. Amen? So I'm not saying, oh, well, give up on transformation. Give up on all this stuff. I'm saying, where's your identity? Who are you? Is your hope deferred when your political desire is not fulfilled? Hello? Maybe you got your citizenship mixed up. Because I know Jesus is already king. President this, president that. God bless the president of the United States. Pray for your presidents. And I say, Shh, because I don't know who's coming next, but we're going to pray for him. Hello? We're going to pray for everybody. First Timothy, baby. Look it up. But let's not get it twisted. We're citizens of heaven. Amen? And we're moving freely for Jesus. And if they put you in jail, you're going to dance. Amen on the dance. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> you and I in a cell together, I'm going to call you too, and I'll be like, it's time to dance, brother. You know? <laughs> you see, as we wait for our king, we establish his kingdom. As we wait for our king, we establish his kingdom. This is how Jesus told us to pray. Y'all know it. I, I grew up saying this, and I knew like 80% of the words because it was just like a thing I would recite. Let's open up to uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Jesus says this, Pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Y'all ready? Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We invite God's power and presence, His kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? We're not just waiting for heaven. We're inviting it here now. His kingdom come. His will be done. Not... not not your will be done, not Stephen's will be done, not our own kingdoms come, his kingdom come. We all have to stay yielded to his spirit and walk this stuff out in our realms of influence, amen? 
So I've used the term ambassadors. Let's go ahead and pull up 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. Y'all ready to read with me? It says this, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. An ambassador, I looked it up, means an important official who works in a foreign country. Can you all say foreign country? country. Representing his or her own country here. We're here in the earth. We are citizens of heaven representing heaven on the earth. Okay, this is scripture. I don't want to get a phone call. Listen, this is scripture. Read your Bible first and then we can talk. Okay? But you're a citizen of heaven. Don't forget it. You're an ambassador, which means we are in a foreign country. You all say foreign country? This is a foreign country. Right here, right now. And again, I'm not against it. I love America. I love it. I think it's great. I think it gets better when we believers know where we're from and invite his kingdom to come here. That's what I believe. And who is officially accepted in this position by that country. An ambassador is officially accepted as an ambassador by Christ. This is you. Jesus sees you as worthy of walking out his call on the earth. Did you know that? He sees you as worthy of walking out this. That blows my mind. What responsibility. But we get to be led by his spirit and walk it out with him and we will accurately represent him here on the earth. Amen. Amen. Philippians 3.20. Y'all ready to read? We read this already, but let's read the first part now. For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I think sometimes our eager waiting is in the wrong things. I'm just, listen, I'm just being honest. I love you. I'm not coming at you, I promise. But I think we're eagerly awaiting for a lot of things, and it's setting ourselves up for danger. If we know where we're from, and we keep our hope in the right place. I believe hope will be fulfilled. Amen. So we've been given some instructions while we wait. Um, there's, there's multiple portions of scripture. And I'm so grateful because um, the Bible really does take like big chunks of scripture to talk about what waiting looks like. Um, this morning, we're going to be spending some time here going through uh, 1 Thessalonians 5. Can y'all say 1 Thessalonians 5? Don't sound so excited. 1 Thessalonians 5. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We're going to be looking at 1 Thessalonians 5. Can you say 1 Thessalonians 5? 1 Listen, when we give somebody the Bible, we're not like, here's a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And we're going to read through it first, and then we'll kind of hit it line by line. It says this, Now as to the periods and times, brothers and sisters, you have no need of anything to be written to you. 
For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord is coming, just like a thief in the night. While they are saying, peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman, or woman, and they will not escape. Let's keep going. But you, can y'all say, but me, me. brothers and sisters, are not in darkness. Listen, you're not going to be surprised and overtaken as though a thief shows up. We're going to go, yep, let's go. That's what we're going to be doing. Okay, so just because we don't know the date doesn't know we can't be like, yep, let's go. Okay, the date's just a date. Either way, if our heart posture is right, we'll be in the right place. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So then let's not sleep as others do, but let's be alert and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let's be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are also doing. But we ask you, brothers and sisters, to recognize those who diligently labor among you and are in leadership over you in the Lord and give you instruction, and that you regard them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek what is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not utterly reject prophecies, but examine everything Hold firmly to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. I like this. Now may the God of peace. If y'all got, if y'all got worked up like, that's a lot of instruction. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you. Let's read this last part together. And he will also do it. I read it wrong. Let's do it again. And he also will do it. Amen. He's going to do it, church. You know, he's going to do it. So we're just going to kind of go through here. You know, as I was studying this, I felt like the Lord kind of highlighted some things. Um, So first of all, we are told to be alert and to be sober. Can you say alert and sober? And And I looked up a couple of definitions here. We can go ahead and pull those up. Alert and sober. Alert means to watch, give strict attention to, be cautious, be active. And sober means to be sober, calm, collected in spirit, temperate, dispassionate, circumspect. I feel like this is a call to be aware, but not be paranoid. To be active, 
but not to be belligerent. Anybody ever see somebody who's drunk try to do something? Maybe they're even trying to show love, but their drunkenness, their passion is actually damaging and off-turning. When it says dispassionate, it's not saying be heartless, don't care. It's saying there's a place we can go that is not healthy or stable where, and what we can write it off as zeal, but it's just, it's, Jesus rebuked um, Peter and, was it Peter and John? For a certain kind of zeal. Zeal doesn't mean holy, okay? There's such thing as a misplaced zeal. But God, God wants to give us a passion that isn't like an on-off switch. It's like we are just there. We hang out here. And we are active, but we're active in his way. Honestly, um, this is something that God's really been bringing up in my heart, you know, just like, because you all know me, I can get loud. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> you know. Um, but even sometimes, and I've had visions, John shared a vision with me one day um, that just really reinforced this for me, you know. Just about like being, well, being dispassionate, um, being stable. I promise I don't want to just blow things up and let the rubble fall where it may. I feel like God's word and the way that he works in the spirit is just like he cuts to the quick. Have you all heard that in scripture? It says they were cut to the quick. And people respond a variety of ways when they're cut to the quick. Some people put their fingers in their ears, and guess what? They ended up um, killing a man named Stephen huh, for that exact reason. What he spoke to them was spirit-led on the point. It cut to the quick, and they ended up stoning him to death. They killed him. So just because you're following God doesn't mean everybody's reaction is always going to be like, yeah, you preach, brother. You know what I mean? Some people are going to run at you, attack you, throw stones at you. Please don't do that. <laughs> Just asking. Love you guys. Don't stone me, please. Um, but we don't sign up for that by being overzealous. We're not trying to get stoned. Hello? We're not out there yelling, going, no, you must hear. So you are upset. So you do stone me. You just follow God. Be stable and led by him. And watch how he works in your life. Next portion of scripture we're going to look at talks about the breastplate of faith and love. And since we are of the day, let's be sober, having, let's read together, put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. How many, the breastplate protects your heart. The breastplate protects your heart. And, and I find it interesting... Because when, when I try to protect my heart, um, you know what I do? I, I step back and I hide. That's what I do. If I'm trying to protect my heart, if I've been hurt, like, <laughs> I go, uh, okay. You know, step back and hide. I mean, that's, that's one of the most damaging things you can do. 
This says the breastplate of faith. What does faith look like? Stepping out. Hello? And what is love? Love is giving of self for the benefit of someone else. Don't let hurt or any work of the enemy cause you to sit down and give up your breastplate of faith and love. Put that on. And of course, this is all in him, okay? I'm not telling you to, to let, your, um, let the safety of your heart be determined by those people that you're stepping out to and loving. I'm saying don't, don't pull back and hide and give up because you've been hurt. Amen? That's the opposite of the equipment we've been given. I also like it says helmet of salvation. Can you all say helmet of salvation? What's the helmet cover? What's the helmet cover? Your head, your mind. Um, interesting thing. I looked up helmets from this time period. A lot of them, you know what else they cover? Your eyes. As you know that, it kind of wraps around here. And there's a little it's a cute little nose piece right here. Which I mean, I'd be grateful for because how many of y'all want your nose cut off? I don't. Man, this thing, I, I, I've, I've photoshopped people's eyebrows off before for fun. Abigail knows what I'm talking about. You know, we're interesting creatures when we just start to take pieces off. I want my nose right here, you know. And so I understand the little, the little thing. But on this helmet, on the helmets from this time period, a lot of them, they cover, they kind of go around the eyes. And so I would say not only do they protect your mind, your brain, but also the way you see things, the way you perceive things, how you see things. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 19. Y'all ready to read? Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one by the flesh, even though we have known Christ by the flesh, yet we now know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Check this out. Not counting their wrongdoings against them. And he has committed us to us the word of reconciliation. Huh. Are y'all starting to see this? He's given us something to do while we wait. He's committed to us the same good news we received. God's not holding your sins against you. Come home. Jesus died on a cross for you. Come home. We have a job. To do, And now we recognize no one by the flesh. If God is not counting people's wrongdoings against them, who are we to do so? You're seeing people in accordance with their flesh. That's, that's what we do when we do that. And we're called to something better, something purer, something through which we act from God, not react to the devil. We're not just a bunch of reactors. We are actors for his kingdom. Amen? And also, I just, I love the, I love that it's a helmet of salvation. If any of y'all have ever been in like a, a time where things just get really, really hard, 
How many of y'all have found it just like bring a total peace to you to go, there's a bigger picture? Anybody? That God, listen, God's, God's going to save me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes we don't know how. I don't know when. But God's going to save me. And there's a hope in that. There's a peace in that. And so I would just encourage you, sometimes the best thing you can do is zoom out. We get so zoomed in. If any of y'all struggle with anxiety, what anxiety does is it like highlights a particular thing and then it goes, worry about it. Just gets worse and worse and worse. When that's like, often that's the very last, I mean, worry is not anything God wants for us. But sometimes the best thing is to zoom out and go, wow, the world does not revolve around me. Can I get an amen on that? The world does not revolve around us. Jesus is coming. He's going to save the day. He's already saved me. I get to watch him work it out on the earth. But man, sometimes we just need to zoom on out. Moving on, encourage one another. Next portion of scripture. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are also doing. Ephesians 4, 29 through 30. Let's pull that up. We're going to read this whole thing together. Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but if there is any good word for edification according to the need of the moment, say that so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know it grieves the Holy Spirit's heart? When we tear each other down. And you know that? Um, Hypercritical is not a fruit of the Spirit. It's not. You won't find it. We've been called to something so much better, you guys. And I never want to grieve his heart. And I know that I've done this. I know that I've spoken poorly of people. And I don't want to. And God doesn't want us to. I'd encourage you, let the Holy Spirit in. And even if you find yourself in a moment where maybe you're talking about somebody in a way that you're not, you're like, ah, repent right then and there. Even to the people you're with. Be like, you know what? I'm wrong. And don't defend yourself. Say, I'm wrong. These are unwholesome words. And then start to go, how can I speak life about this person? It's not just what we say to people. It's how we think about them. You can tear people down in your own mind. You know that? It's not all just what's out here. So it starts in here. Then it comes out of here. And it can be to the person or it can be about the person. I don't want one unwholesome word to come out of here. And the Holy Spirit will reveal these things to us. And we can be good so long as we're with people we know and love. If we feel like one another are doing that, let's just shut it down. You know? Let's just shut it down. Be like, hey, whoa. Not digging where this is going. You know? So either we need to change the subject, but maybe we need to say, Lord, we're sorry. You know?
If you find yourself being overly critical, here's some, here's some tips that help me. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill whatever is lacking in you. Ask him to fill that. Um, Jesus, <laughs> don't y'all love Jesus? Yeah. yeah. He said, um, before y'all talk about someone else's speck, and actually not even talk about, before you try to help, take the speck out of someone else's eye. You got to deal with the log in your own. Y'all know Jesus said this? Isn't Jesus awesome? <laughs> You're just real mad about a speck. He's like, take the log out of your own, you know? And at least in my life, what I've realized is some of the time, the speck in someone else's eye is actually non-existent. It's just like a peripheral branch on my own log that I think is in their eye, but it's not. It's just me. It's just my issue. And so I would say, first of all, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. If you're being critical, ask the Spirit of God to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you something wonderful about them. Every single person in this room is so beautiful. You have amazing gifts. God works through you in mighty ways. Why would, we, why would we highlight anything else? Listen, it, highlight, encourage people in, in the way. Encourage them like the Holy Spirit does, even if we're in the wrong. He's just like, hey, go this way, go this way. And we go that way. This morning, thank you, Rob. Thanks, Rob. This morning, Rob came up to me, just encouraged me for preaching. Thank you, dude. I mean it. Thank you. It's like, but I'm just here to tell you like, and I'm not asking for y'all to cheerlead for me. Well, maybe I am. No, you know what I am? Cheerlead for me. Root me on. If you can't root me on, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? You want me to fail? Fail at what? Preaching the gospel? Fail at what? Helping all of us grow? You know what I mean? Like, root me on, dude! (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Y'all are the best. Okay, that's sweet. That's like, that's one of those times I wasn't saying, yell right now, and then you did. I know, and I did tell you that. But anyways, you know. But we really should be amazing cheerleaders for one another. Amazing cheerleaders for one another. I'm going to say it again, amazing cheerleaders for one another. We all have gifts. John, I love you. The way that you speak to people, the way that you don't talk to their flesh, the way that you see past it, and that you're willing to ride or die for a stranger that's beautiful. God bless you, dude. I'm saying the Father is laying those things that Robin's talking about on people's necks, saying, here's your gift. Here you are, let's highlight those things. Let's point to the dress. Let's look at it and go, wow, what a gift in you. What a gift in you. It's not the way I wish your gift looked. Shut your mouth. I mean it, shut your mouth. No unwholesome word, proceed. 
You're beautiful. And just because we vocalize things differently does not make it any less beautiful. Imagine if we all dumbed other people down to ourselves. Yuck. Yuck. The body, the body of Christ is diverse and beautiful. And it's one of my favorite things about these hope nights that we've been a part of. So many different personalities and people. And I'm just, I'm just seeing people being set free, delivered, all sorts of amazing things. But you know what? No one is saying, you need to behave just like me. And you need to behave just like me. I'm not telling you you need to behave like me. I'm telling you you need to be you. You need to follow God the way that he wants you to. And we should be celebrating each other. Amen? Amen. Honoring each other. Rallying how God is working in and through us. Don't project your call onto my life. Real talk. We get mad at other people because they're not doing it our way. Well, it's your way. Do it. You know what I mean? It's an amazing thing. If we'll just like rally. Ask the Holy Spirit how to pray for that person and how to encourage them. And then take the time to speak out that encouragement. Sometimes my wife, and if she was in here, I would say it like she knows this about herself. She's told me this about herself. She thinks wonderful things about me. But she doesn't always get them out. <laughs> you know? And she's been getting better and better because I'm like, babe, I need it. Tell me. Tell me. Shower me. And your loving affection. You know? And, and so it's one thing to think amazing things. It's another thing to speak them. Amen? And they'll just give us the capacity. We've been given language for a purpose. We don't just ooh, ooh, at each other. You know what I mean? Like we talk to each other. We use words, you know. These words have purpose. And let them be wholesome ones. Amen? Next portion of Scripture. But we ask you, brothers and sisters, to recognize those who diligently labor among you and are in leadership over you in the Lord and give you instruction and in that you regard them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. I know I'm in leadership. I'm not going to tiptoe around it. Please, walk this out. Please, just... Just because I'm confident on a stage speaking out the things that I feel like God's showing me to does not mean that I don't need love just like the rest of y'all. Okay? Like, and I promise you, if you think anything else, whatever, that's a you thing, you need to ask God about it. I promise you, I am doing my best to follow the Spirit of God and point people to Jesus. And not just unbelievers, all of us. Stephen, why do we talk about the world so much? Because we've been given the message of reconciliation. That's why. That's why. Don't write me off. He's got words for uh, the unbelievers. I've got words for believers. Read the words of Jesus, y'all. I want my words to sound like his words. Real talk. And so, like, let's... I just want to, I just, I honestly, I just want to ask you, please give me grace. Please rally for me. What's she doing? Are you giving me a hug? Oh, sweetheart. Thank you. Oh. 
you, Jackie. Gosh. Amen. It's good. I'll take it. I don't find it coincidental that recognize your leaders and regard them highly in love is right after the instruction to encourage. Um, again, I'm just telling you, and this isn't a new thing, okay? And honestly, first of all, I'm reading scripture right now. I'm not giving y'all a spanking, okay? Because honestly, I love you guys. And for the most part, y'all are like the best encouragers I know. And like, that's such a blessing to me. I'm just saying, let's keep going. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's grow in this stuff. Let's rally for each other. And let's live in peace with one another. It, the, the children of Israel, man, they were always barking at their leaders. Read about it. God does not smile on that. He doesn't. He's not. Yeah, you go, guys. Keep him in check, you know? Now, listen, if I'm ever, like, out to lunch, if I'm living in sin, that's a problem. That's a problem. So call that out, you know? Maybe, call, maybe set up a meeting with me one-on-one, -on -one, if that's the case, you know? Like you're supposed to do. Thank you. Right. But, like, I'm telling you, to the very best of my ability, I am I'm trying not to do that. And so this isn't like, this isn't self-defense. I'm just actually trying to reinforce what Scripture says. And I don't want to dance around it because I am a leader. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Paul says, it's good. <laughs> Amen, brother. Let's go. Uh, live in peace with one another. Can you all say live in peace with one another? I mean, uh, multiple times when the end is talked about, um, when Jesus' return is talked about, division in the church is also mentioned. Did you know that? Yes. Um, so Matthew, let's take a look. Well, first of all, let's look at 1 Corinthians 1.10. So again, this is after what we've already read. It says, Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you may that you be made complete in the same mind and in the same judgment, that there be no divisions among you. No divisions among you. Matthew 24, 9 through 14. Matthew 24 is interesting. Um, it's kind of this like amalgamation of like when the temple's going to be destroyed and also when Jesus is going to return. So that's part of why I'm kind of like, guys, if I try to slice and dice this stuff and make bold statements about the exact things that are happening, I can't do it, honestly. Um, but in here, it says, then they will hand you over to tribulation and kill you, and you'll be hated by all nations because of my name. And at that time, many will fall away and they will betray one another and hate one another. Woo! Listen, when tribulation comes, let's let the Spirit of God unite us. Amen? Amen? Listen, I don't, know, I don't know about the pre-trib, post-trib, but I know in this world we will have tribulation. I know that much no matter what. I know that much. And so I would say, let's not bite the bait and betray one another and hate one another. Let's be united by the Spirit of God. Amen? 
Admonish the unruly. We urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the unruly. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Admonition it means to reprove gently, to strongly warn. How many of y'all, if you're about to fall off a cliff, you want to be warned about it? Yeah? If there's a car coming over here, it's going, it's like coming up on you, you want to be warned about it. You want to be told, hey, man, yeah, that thing's coming. Um, if you're concerned that your admonishing is going to be like judgy and off-putting, well, then don't be judgy and off-putting. Just be real. Just say, hey, I, I feel like the Spirit of God is showing me this. I love you. Can I help in this? Can I point you in the right direction? Don't come at them, hey, you're in the wrong. And I'm better. And I know what's right. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm right. That's nasty. And that's straight up against what even Galatians 6, 1 through 2 says. Let's pull that up. Brothers and sisters, even if a person is caught in any wrongdoing, can y'all say any wrongdoing? That covers a lot of different kinds of wrongdoings, doesn't it? Any wrongdoing. You who are spiritual, not fleshy, spiritual, are to restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness. I don't know why I don't have the next part highlighted. Each one looking to yourself so that you are not tempted as well. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. You see, sometimes when we look at correction, when we look at reproving, when we look at admonishing, we think we're going, you do better. That's not what it is. This says bear one another's burdens. So that means me coming, meeting whoever it is, where they're at, and saying, let's go. It's like, listen, if the rock is above their head, and it's like, ah, 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 and you go, do better, do better, do better. They're going to die under that rock. You're called to come up under there and go, let's go, come on, bear each other's burdens, let's lift this thing. Throw it off. Let's rally for each other, squad. And I'm telling you this because if tribulation comes, we've been warned not to be divided. When tribulation comes, we've been warned not to be divided. Thank you, Jamie. Y'all still alive? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak. Misshapen spirituality criticizes the faint-hearted and judges the weak. I'm going to say that again. Misshapen spirituality criticizes the faint-hearted and judges the weak. We're called to encourage the faint-hearted. Well, how could they be in that situation? Oh, hey, I see you in that situation. Let's, let's invite God into this. Right? Two totally different things. Oh, you're weak. Where did you miss it? Oh, you're weak. You need help. Let's lift it. Totally different things, right? Right? Spiritual atrophy happens when we don't put the strength of God in us to work through us. Um, sometimes we're dull 
because we're self-centered. Sometimes we don't, sometimes even hearing God's voice is a challenge because you only want him to speak to you about you. God's got a lot to say about other people. Okay? And he wants to work through you in their lives. Amen? Amen. Be patient with everyone. Can you say everyone? everyone? Guess what, guys? You look up the word everyone, you know what it means? Everyone. It means individually and collectively. How many of y'all, when you want to cop out from the individual, you create a they? Anybody? It's like, I don't want to seem too impolite to any particular person. I just want to judge a they instead, you know? Um, we're called to be patient with individuals and groups. And again, this, this patience is wrapped with encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak. How many know it takes, it takes patience to deal with people who are faint-hearted and deal with people that are weak? It can take patience. Guess what? Patience is the fruit of, a fruit of the Spirit for a reason. Hello? This is equipment we have. And he wants to work through you in these ways. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek what is good for one another and for all people. Flesh focuses on what is good for ourselves, which often comes at the expense of others. Spirit is what is good for others and all people. This is a selfless perspective. This is a cross perspective. Retaliation feeds Satan's cycle. That's what it does. They did me wrong. I'm going to do them wrong? Wait a minute. Doesn't that just redo the wrong? Doesn't that just keep it going? So this, Jesus said something else. Jesus said, they did me wrong. I'm going to do them right. And it interrupts everything. And it changes everything. It's not fighting with the weapons of the flesh. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, y'all. They're of the spirit. Luke 6, 27 through 28. Jesus said this, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who are abusive to you. Do y'all see any negative part that we have to play in there? Do y'all see us beating anybody up? Talking smack about anybody? Tearing anybody down? No, we've only got good work to do. That's all we've got. We're going to hit these ones together. Next portion of scripture. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Don't let death steal your song. Don't let death steal your song. Pray without ceasing. Stay connected. As you wait, stay connected with him. As we wait for him, let's stay connected with him. Worry develops where prayer has ceased. Pray without ceasing. If you're worrying, your prayers might have ceased. And God's desire is that we are thankful regardless of circumstance. 
Y'all ready to read? Do not quench the spirit. Do not utterly reject prophecies, but examine everything. Hold firmly to that which is good. Do not quench the spirit. Do not utterly reject prophecies. How many know prophecy is a gift from God? I'm going to ask you again. How many know prophecy is a gift from God? Prophecy is a good thing. How many know there is such thing as false prophecy? How many know there's even well-intended people who can prophesy things that are incorrect? Did you know that? This is... I love, it's just, do not utterly reject prophecies, but examine everything. I mean, we've been given a part. Hello? We've been given a part. You don't blindly receive everything the, the prophet says, and any more than you would blindly receive anything a teacher would say. You don't blindly receive. You ask God. Amen? And also, in regards, I mean, teaching... Teaching has a tendency of being much more like explicitly based on Scripture. But if prophecy is an outright opposition of Scripture, it's wrong. It's wrong. Okay? So don't take that. Okay? So in our examining, these are the things that we consider. Hold firmly to that which is good. Isn't that good instruction? So hold firmly to that which is good. And then it goes on and it says, abstain from every form of evil. Can y'all say every form of evil? evil. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. Can y'all say, think about these things? What's on replay in your mind? The good or the bad? What's on replay? The good or the bad? We want to think on the good. Some of us may not be doing evil, but we might be holding firmly to it. And there's too much evil in the world to let it have a hold on your mind. I've seen people paralyzed by an um, infatuation with all of the wrong being done in the world. Now listen, I'm not saying we should just throw our heads in the sand and be ignorant of everything, but I am saying you will drown in those waters. If all you want to think about is all of the bad, yuck, dude, you will die in that. There's so much good. Ask God what he wants to do. Let him lead us and guide us in goodness, amen? We overcome evil with good. Don't do evil. Sin is damaging. It keeps you from running your race. Y'all know that? Amen. Amen. It's good. So lastly, this whole, this whole portion of Scripture wraps up with something. And I just want to encourage you. I know it's, listen, I know it's 12-12. I know what time it is. You know what time it is. What's that from? I don't know. You know what time it is. If anything in this message has um, stirred you and you've gone, wow, I feel like I need to grow in that. I just want you right now to come up here. If anything. And what we're going to do, so maybe I should tell you what we're going to do. Thank you for your faith and trust. I haven't told you what we're going to do. We're going to pray for you. If anything in this is 
stretched you and you guys go, I want more, I want what this is, I would encourage you, just come on up here. How many know when the woman with the issue of blood, she took a step to walk forward and grab the robe? Hello? There's nothing special necessarily about this other than the fact that it's a step of faith and it's a placing of your heart posture. And then could we just have some other people, maybe you're sitting there, um, Rob, Liz, um, Nate, Sherry, Robin, Steve, Pastor Paul, Abigail, Johnny, will you guys come on up here and just like come behind these people? I just want hands laid on them. And I'm just going to read you from Scripture what this says. Guys, this, this ends, and it's such a blessing. So I just want you to tune your hearts to receive this. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also do it. God, we receive. We all just receive that. We thank you. I thank you, God, that even, even people who maybe felt the pull to get up and didn't, I thank you that you're, you're working on their hearts. But for these, these people who've come up and made a declaration and put their hearts in a position to receive, Lord, I just thank you that um, you're faithful and that you're growing us. You're growing us together. Thank you that we move in unity and that we grow forward together in Jesus' name. If you receive that, say amen. 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 amen.